This is Joey Gallo with the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Ranger Nation podcast. Hey, this is Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, and this is Rangers Nation podcast. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three, call! The Rangers are going to the World Series! In the air, shallow right. The Texas Rangers win the pennant. Second consecutive year. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. Today's episode is the KBO. KBO, yeah, we've got someone joining us today. Jiho Yu is joining us all the way from, are you in Seoul, Korea? That's right. I'm in Seoul, Korea. In Seoul, Korea, who is joining us. Jiho, I can't. I, he, he just taught me how to say his name. For those of you that started following him, um, I put it out there earlier today. He was going to join us today. Um, it, it's spelled Y-E-E-H-O, and he told me it, it is J, right? J, yep. J-E-E-H-O. And J- my family name is, is Y-O-O. Is Y-O. So it's Jiho Yu from all the way from Korea. But I, you didn't grow up in Korea, did you? No, actually, you know, I spent some time in Toronto. I, I was born and raised, I think, for the first uh, 13, 14 years of my life in Korea, and then went to high school and uh, we call it university up there, uh, university in Toronto, and then uh, spent seven years up there and then came back to uh, do my mandatory military service and then started working here. So to that's start- the sort of... Uh, Okay, so <laughs> so I guess while in Toronto, is that where you learned to speak English, or did you learn it while you were growing up in Korea? Well, I guess I learned a little bit of English growing up, but uh, learning how to speak it, uh, really use it, uh, was all in Toronto. So I, I might I might have an odd A at the end of some sentences here and there, so just bear with me. <laughs> Okay, so you so you grew up as so one of my questions was going to be I, I thought you I I noticed you're a big Toronto fan you're a big fan of the Raptors and and the Maple yeah. Leafs and and all of that so in my my head I thought well he must have grown up in Toronto so I was going to ask um, obviously your family's from Korea did you get back as a kid in Korea you spent a lot of time in Korea going back and forth so you probably your family stayed in Korea or did your parents come over with you to go to high school Oh, he's just my dad. Uh, you know, he was assigned to work. He was a banker. He's not retired, but he was he was working in a bank, and he was assigned to work in his uh, in a Toronto branch of his bank. So he was he was sent there, and he took me with him, and he was there for about three and a half years. And I stayed was my first freshman in in university, so I stayed put to finish my university and came back. So I was there for seven years. My dad for three and a half years, but my mom and I have a sister. And they stayed back in Korea to, you know, sort of, she finished her education in Korea. Now, do your parents and your sister speak English too? My dad, a little bit. Uh, he had to actually speak it to be able to work overseas. Right. Uh, so he had to, yeah, so he had to learn and he, he spoke a little bit. But, uh, you know, my, 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 my mom and my sister, not so much. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you this. So you're a huge sports sure. fan. Did you, did you play sports in high school or when you were in Toronto or did you play, um, you didn't play at college or did you? No, no, I, I played in Korea, so Little League, uh, played my uh, elementary school. Yeah. Uh, I was one of the founding members, and uh, you know, I kind of 
joke around with my fellow baseball writers in Korea that one of my claims to fame is I once hit a double off of a, a future KBO Rookie of the Year when we were playing together. <laughs> we were playing against each other way back when, like you're talking about late, 90, late 80s and early 90s. So, But I wasn't, I wasn't very good otherwise, which is why I quit after about three years and then uh, I didn't really pursue any you know, serious uh, baseball playing career. Okay, so in, when you know high school, I'm understanding you went in Toronto. You went to high school, yeah. but mm-hmm. so you were just what? What did you do? You didn't play sports. You just love sports. Oh, I played. And- yeah, yeah I, pl- I love sports. I played a whole bunch of sports. Uh, baseball, obviously. Uh, you know, my high school had a big baseball field. Uh, yeah. nice little diamond. Like it turned out, they had a baseball team, and then the, the team got kind of got disbanded the, the the year I arrived at the high school. So, but there are some former players in the school still. So I, I play with the guys play a lot of basketball yeah um, i get that I, i'm kind of tall for an asian guy so i'm about <laughs> i'm about six i'm about six two and a half six three. Oh my so, gosh uh, yeah so i you know i play a whole bunch of with a whole bunch of guys in the basketball team uh we had a pretty big pretty good basketball team in my high school back there so uh play a little bit of hockey uh obviously because you know you live in toronto you had to oh yeah to how, to, how to play hockey so mm-hmm. play a little bit of a shinny as we call it kind of a backdoor outdoor hockey um play a lot of tennis also so anything with the ball i i enjoy playing that's awesome i i mean that you, i'm a lot older than you are saying that you were in yeah. elementary school <laughs> in the 80s and all of that i was coming out of high school and doing that so i'd see where your love of sport are you are your folks and everybody are they into sports too or just you you're just sports nerd you know it's, it's my mom actually who got me into sports it's kind of unusual story you know how there's always the father-son dynamics when you know, kids get into sports and all that. Uh-huh. It was my mom who was who has been really interested in sports. Uh, she got me into baseball. Uh, she got me into uh, basketball when I was growing up in Korea. And one of my favorite childhood memories is to go to baseball games with my mom. And then also during wintertime, uh, basketball was huge back then when I was growing up. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, sitting around, just kind of laying low, stay warm in our house and watching basketball with my mom on TV. So, uh, yeah, she got me into sports quite a bit when I was growing up. So how many, so when you were growing up, obviously you're, you're big, were, were you a fan of American baseball or were you a big fan of the KBO? And I was a big fan of KBO. Um, I was a big fan of NBA basketball. Um, we had of all the, uh, North American sports, I think the access to the NBA was the easiest for Korean kids growing up in my okay. age, my generation, right. uh, we played some NBA video games, uh, uh, like those uh, Lakers versus Celtics, uh, you know, on, on computer. Yeah. So we got to know the names. And um, I think it was around my seventh or eighth grade. Then one of the TV stations in Korea started televising on tape some NBA games, one NBA game per week. So they really kind of, uh, you know, set NBA on fire, uh, so to speak. Uh, there was a huge basketball uh, boom in Korea at the time. So, you know, we got to watch. Uh, some of the NBA playoffs live on Korean TV back then, early 90s. And then and I, we had better access to NBA than other uh, North American sports. I was aware of MLB. I knew some of the teams, uh, but I was, I was a bigger NBA fan growing up than MLB. Okay. Well, that that's uh, understandable the way you're talking. And so do they show MLB games now in America, in, in Korea, or is it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, the one of the it's huge. I was, you know, t- talking to you off air about uh, Chiu, Shinsu Chiu with the Rangers and how the Rangers have a big fan base in Korea. Like their games are on every day. Uh, and also when, uh, you know, Hyunjin Ryu, the one, one, of the, one of the Korean players in the majors, he's now pitching for the Blue Jays. Yep. When he was with the Dodgers, uh, the Dodgers have a long history, history of having Korean players on yeah. the roster. 
dating back to Chan Ho Park, one-time Ranger. Yeah, I played for the Rangers. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's the first Korean guy to make it to the majors. So the Dodgers are probably the most popular uh, MLB big league team in Korea. So their games are on pretty much every day. Um, so yeah, you, you tune in, you tune in K- Korean cable. You can have it stream live for free on Korean websites. Uh, you get, I think, at least two games every day, pretty much. One in the East Coast, uh, one on the West Coast. So, um, sorry about that. I'm, I've got a kid texting. i got to get him off there. So let me ask you this. How <laughs> did you get into covering KBO? Now, did you study journalism in college, or did you did you no, know I that's what study. you wanted to do? Oh, yeah. I, I, I kind of figured I wanted to be a writer. This is before I even left for Canada. I wanted to be a sports writer uh, in Korea. And then, you know, I relocated to Toronto, uh, started learning English. And uh, one of the things I did a lot at, in the in the early days was I read a lot of newspapers, yeah. uh, a lot of online, uh, you know, sports articles, just because one, I was a fan and two, I wanted to learn how, you know, some of the professional writers wrote. Um, so, uh, and I worked for a different uh, university, college newspapers, I right. freelanced a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I kind of figured what I wanted to do pretty early and then, uh, uh, you know, I, I tell people I'm the lucky guy who gets paid to watch sports and, you know, and write about him. So uh, as far as KBO, um, yeah, uh, I guess, you know, baseball is the number one sport in Korea right now. So it has been for a while. So covering, if you cover Korean sports in any language in, in this country, you have to pretty much cover baseball. That's, that should be your number one uh, priority. So now do you, so I see you, you're a contributor to ESPN for the KBO, right? You'd contribute yeah, to ESPN. Yeah. And then well, I was on, I was on their KBO telecast a few times this past season. Yeah. I watched some of those. I, maybe I heard you. I didn't realize it, but uh, <laughs> when, when the season didn't start here and you're just mm-hmm. jiving for baseball so bad, we started watching KBO was the first one to get started. So we were watching a lot of the games even before I'd heard of, and we're going to get into him in a minute, the Ha Sung Kim. I want to talk about him because you you have covered him. You know him uh, going in, and, and he is somebody that I want to, I have wanted him since I found out he was coming over. I, he, he fits for the Rangers. Obviously, I think there's six ten teams in on him. But watching the, the Korean, I loved it. I watched what, you know, they didn't have fans at first, but y'all ended up at the end of the year, you had fans, didn't you? Right. Uh, you know, there was a very small brief window, I think it was from late July to mid-August when we had some fans and then the COVID-19 cases, you know, spiked back up. So uh, the stadiums had to close down again. And then the, for the postseason, we had a few fans, if, although I think toward the end, the final three games of the Korean series, uh, we had fewer and fewer fans because of uh, the COVID-19 surge. But yeah, at the end, we had at least some fans in the stands to finish up the season. Now, let me ask you this. Now, are you a beat writer? I know you're with uh, Yon Hop News. Is that something mm-hmm. too? So is that who your yeah. your main employer is? Tell yeah, us about yeah, them. Are they a newspaper? News. What are they? they? Well, it's kind of an associated press of Korea. Let's put it that way. Okay. It's kind of like, it's, a, it's the newswire. Uh, it's the biggest newswire in Korea. Okay. Uh, we were publishing in six different languages, uh, English being one of them. Uh, but the sports coverage is kind of, it's very limited, actually. I, I'm, I, I'm it. I, I'm the only person writing about writing sports in English in my, uh, in my company. So, uh, and KBO being my main beat. I, I guess you were going to ask me about my beat. Uh, I don't have a beat per se with the team. I just cover the whole league. Uh, so, I don't know. I guess I'm the national guy. I guess right. Uh, so I, you know, covered the big guy, all the big uh, events. Uh, obviously, every postseason game. Um, and this past year, I wasn't able to travel a lot for obvious reasons. So I right. kind of 
They're just stayed in Seoul. Uh, we've got three teams based in this city, um, so in two stadiums. Um, so basically, I stayed in the city uh, to cover cover games during the regular season. Now, I, I wonder if it was like us. I, I'm I'm a I'm credentialed media for the Rangers. This year was different mm-hmm. because everything was Zoom. We did Zoom interviews after every game. Is that what y'all did also? No, we were able to do it in person, but we all we also had some restrictions. Uh, so in the KBO, uh, we don't have access to the clubhouse. But we have access to dugouts before and after games. I guess we used okay. to uh, to speak to players and managers. Uh, it was kind of free for all in the dugout. We kind of hung around, uh, grabbed players as they go by uh, between batting practices or fielding drills, and then you know have some small scrums and talk to players. Mm-hmm. This year, uh, it was only one designated player per team. Uh, home team one from the home team, one from the visiting team, and not all the time either. Yes. Uh, so they brought in one player to the press, press conference room. And obviously everyone had to wear the mask, had to maintain their distance. Uh, so no like uh, free access to players. Uh, so it was like the designated hours for each manager and either one or two players per game. And uh, one player from the winning team after games. So uh, yeah, the, the access was pretty much limited uh, this year. Uh, wasn't as fun working wise uh, because we're, you know, sometimes you want to talk to the losing team, right? You want to talk to the guy who, maybe served up the game-winning hit in the ninth inning or right. something like that. But we didn't have that access this year. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was different for us, too, doing that because normally in, the, in America, uh, well, covering the Rangers is the only one I, I cover, but we did have access to the clubhouse, uh, the dugout before, and then afterwards we would go, we, had, we get access to the clubhouse again to talk to the players after the game and do that. This year it was all Zoom. So we, we weren't allowed to leave the press box to even walk around the stadium. If we were at a game, a lot of a lot of the people that covered the beat here for the Rangers actually just some of them work from home, uh, just because they you know everything they could do we could do by by Zoom and all of that. Um, so how many games on a normal season, regular season? Let me ask you this: Have you ever covered American games? Have you come over here and covered any of them? Uh, I was in spring training this past year. I mean, this year uh, it was my first uh, U.S. spring training. I was in Florida for to cover the Cardinals and the Blue Jays okay. because they signed, they got the, the, the acquired Korean players. Right. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't covered uh, major league games in person. I've been to a whole bunch of games at the <laughs> Rogers center uh, or back then it was Skydome. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't, yeah, I was, I was kind of looking forward to going back to Rogers center to cover it with uh, real possibly starting the opening day at, in Rogers center. Right. Uh, I believe it might've been against the Red Sox or the Yankees, but uh Obviously, it didn't happen. It was, I was pretty, uh, pretty uh, bummed up about that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know when I'll be next able to make the trip to the U.S. to cover U.S. baseball. Yeah, well, you, you know what? Maybe uh, if, if my dreams come true, maybe Kim ends up here and then you'll come cover a game. Yeah. I'll take you around sure. Dallas somewhere. We'll go get a cold I've beer. I've never or... been. I've never been to Texas. Yeah, I've been, you have to... of, I've been to a whole bunch of places in the U.S., but never Texas. So, Yeah. <laughs> That well, you 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 do that, and I'll get you there. Let me okay. So I want to talk about Ha Sung Kim. You've covered him. Have you met him? Mm-hmm. I guess obviously you've met him. Talked to him. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, it, do you have any inside information yet? Uh, you know that it's supposed to be coming up here quick because like I see there was, I heard he was posted on the first, and it was due by January first. But I read something mm-hmm. somewhere that said that it wasn't technically started till about the tenth. But maybe I'm wrong on that. Is it do, the deadline the first uh, New Year's Day? Yeah, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, New Year's Day. That's the deadline. So every player who gets posted, uh, whether it's from Korea or Japan, they have 30-day period. Right. Uh, and then Kim's 30-day kicked in uh, on December 2nd. 
Okay. Uh, and then there was a there was a bit of a holdup because uh, the MLB commissioner's office asked Kim's team for additional medical information. Right. Uh, there's they're kind of being you know doing their due diligence, uh, you know, asking for extra information and all that. Not that he has a lot of injury history; he's been pretty durable. Uh, but so they had to, you know kind of scramble in the last minute to go to take him to different hospitals and you know have him take different imagings and all that so it took a few more days after they initially asked mlb to post him so it began on december 2nd and then it will end on new year's day 5 p.m eastern so tell me about him so it was he obviously the best korean hitter in the league this last year was he all-around player i mean he's a good defensive player played third base yeah. this year right but he the, he's looking at shortstop he, possibly in the u.s he's a, he's a shortstop he's a natural shortstop he only played a little bit of a third base this year because his kbo team the qm heroes signed edison russell in the summer you know russell from formerly with the chicago cups he was an all-star back in 2016 right and when they won the world series so he played shortstop and came moved to third for a little bit but uh, Russell was kind of a disappointment at both with his glove and his bat. So later in the year, uh, Kim moved back to shortstop. They played Russell at short, uh, second base, so he didn't play much down the stretch. So, but he can handle a little bit of short and a little bit of third as well. He's a very athletic player, very toolsy, right? Uh, he hits for uh, average, uh, you know, hits for power, uh, can steal bases. This year he had 30 homers, that's his career high, and stole 23 bases. So. His second career 2020 season. Last year, he came a one homer shy of a 2020 season. Uh, this year, I think he stole first 20 bases without getting caught. And uh, also for the first time, he walked more than he struck out in 2020. So he picked a good time to have such a productive season at the plate. Uh, he's a shade under six foot. So he's not a big guy, but he packs a lot of power in the, in the, in the, in the body. Uh, you know, he's worked on his, uh, improving his strength, his upper body strength in recent years. So, uh, he can hit for power. I guess the big question mark for any hitters coming over from Asia to MLB is whether they can handle velocity. Uh, obviously KBO pitchers don't throw as hard as MLB guys, even American pitchers who come over, uh, to the KBO to pitch, uh, they don't throw as hard. Uh, right. I think the hardest pitches you might, you might see hardest pitches, you know, maybe 93, 94, maybe 95. But, you know, MLB, back end of the bullpen, you're going yep. to see 9,900, right? So sure. uh, that's always the big question mark with the hitters going over uh, from Asia to MLB. In terms of uh, Kim Ha-sung, the, the person, he's a very quiet guy. He's very unassuming. It's not a great interview, by the way. Uh, he doesn't say a lot of interesting things. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he, can, he can make our job a little, little difficult. But he, he's, a, he's a good kid. <laughs> That's good. Where there was a couple, you know, Chu was very talkative. He would sit there and talk yeah. a lot. Now he speaks great English. Does does yeah. Kim speak English at all? Do you know? I, I don't. I don't think so. But uh, I'm sure he'd be taking lessons, right? It, uh, but I don't. I don't. You know, obviously, when I talk to him, we, we're talking Korean, so I don't. I don't know. But sure. Uh, yeah. When it, when uh, is the last time you've talked to him? Oh, jeez. Uh, not since uh, he's yes, been posted. No, I don't think. So. Yeah, not since he's been posted. Not, uh, I think. I, I guess during the postseason. Maybe he was brought in for an interview uh, for, for, for one of the press conferences, maybe. So that might have been it, yeah. So what's your gut? Now, I know I'm a Texas fan. You don't have to say he's coming to Texas, but what are you, do you hear anything? <laughs> Is there anything I'm not hearing that you are? Um, I, there's, there's six teams that I'm hearing that are really yeah. that have made offers to him. So have you yeah, heard I mean, anything the, over there? 
Yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays have been mentioned a few times, right? The right, yeah, they he have. And, he, he and Ryu had dinner in Seoul earlier this month. Right, yeah. Kind of, it kind of set Tron on fire. I guess it was a kind of slow news day back then. Um, you know, I guess Kim kind of reached out, kind of tried to pick Ryu's brains about uh, maybe playing in Toronto or maybe just playing in MLB in general. So right. we don't know that, right? So uh, I guess Toronto... It's probably not as a good of a fit as the Rangers if you look at the infield situation. Uh, I guess uh, Isaiah Kiner, yeah, Flafell might be he might be moving over from third base to shortstop. Uh, Elvis Andrews might be uh, more of a utility guy going forward. So I guess the Rangers have a hole at third. Uh, you know, Kim can play third, or well, with the with the Blue Jays, I mean, Bobby Shet, he, he he's a shortstop. Yeah, and I don't know if. The Jays can tell him in his what third year, going into his third year. I don't know if they can tell him, you know what, uh, we got this guy, you can play as well. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that they're gonna do that. Uh, I've heard Mets maybe, yeah, Mets might be interested. Uh, same as Cardinals might be also interested. Um, so I, look, know, they, I, I did a deep dive today. They're the six teams that were mentioned. The two that yeah. really have a hole at shortstop. Which now we've heard he really only wants to play shortstop. Is that true, or is he? I think, is he willing to play anywhere as long as he's starting? No, I, I think he'll be willing to play anywhere. Uh, I don't think he's going to limit himself like that. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, he has proven that he can play third. Right. The KBO level, so. so, in Texas, Isaiah Counter-Falifa was moved over. They, they made the announcement. He's moving over to short. Uh, they're going to give mm -hmm. him – he was Gold Glover at third base. Now, let me yeah. be clear. Um, uh, Kim comes in. Isaiah Counter-Falifa, 25 years old also – he could go right back to third, be a gold glove third baseman. I mean, look, that guy, that kid just wants to be on the field. Um, so, you know, if, if that's the case and, and Kim does that. Now, has Kim had ever played second base or is that an option? I don't remember he's ever – I don't remember seeing him play second base. So I, I, I bet he could play there. Uh, yeah. There's one example of a Korean midfielder moving over to the States was it happened to be Kim's former teammate, Chung Ho Gong, with the Pirates. Yeah. Uh, he was a shortstop. And then Pirates made him a third baseman. And he played also a little bit of a second base uh, in his first couple of years with the Pirates. So with Kim's athleticism, uh, yeah, uh, you know, maybe the team, maybe whoever signs him might, uh, be, might be inclined to maybe try him at second base. So with but what I said on my deep dive, when I looked at the six teams, the two teams that really had an maybe possible hole at shortstop were the Mets and maybe the Cardinals, although DeJong mm -hmm. didn't have a horrible year and the Mets had Jimenez. Uh, I think that's how you say his name, who's very young and uh, had a pretty good year last year. So I don't know, but that was if the if the deal was he really only wanted to play shortstop. Now, Texas has two or three holes in the infield that they could fill. Second base, obviously, one with Rugnet Odor that they looking to replace there. Third base uh, with Andrus being utility. I mean, there's a place for him. I'm getting flack from some of the other people that cover him. I want Kim. I've wanted him from the beginning. Let me ask you about the difference between the MLB – in KBO, I've heard KBO somewhere between double A and triple A ball, somewhere in there compared to, but it's still the numbers you're, that he put up in Korea the last three or four years. If that's even comparable to double A, triple A, that still means coming into the major leagues. Yeah, he'll have a dip off from what he did last year. He's probably not going to come out here and hit 300 with, with uh, 30 home runs, but good Lord, his OPS was good. Um, all of that, if it falls off a little to get an adjustment, that's still way better than most teams have at any of the infield positions. 
Right. And you mentioned double A and triple A. That seems pretty accurate. Uh, I get that a lot. Uh, you, you know, they say Japan is about quadruple A and the KBO is about, you know, anywhere between double A and triple A. I talked about velocity earlier. Uh, I, I think there might be a big issue um, in terms of, you know, facing different heats, uh, different levels, levels of fastballs in, in, in MLB. But hey, if you hit 30 homers, you hit 30 homers, right? Uh, right. Regardless of the level of competition and you play shortstop, play, you know, hit. 30 homers to 23 bases and, you know, get on base 40% of the time. That's pretty good. So sometimes, uh, you know, baseball might just be baseball anywhere. Uh, I think the, 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 the difference maker might be his ability to make adjustments to life, maybe off the field. Uh, Cause you know, sometimes you can get the guys heads a little bit, uh, you know, they get bothered by something off the field, you know, maybe they get homesick. Uh, You know, you, you get a lot of guys, that are coming over to the KBO who get homesick and they don't play as well as they maybe were expected to. So, sure. you know, going the other way, I think it could be an issue as well. But other than that, if you have the talent, uh, you know, is, there hasn't been a lot of, sorry, go ahead. No, is, is he the best position player that's come out of Korea so far? Uh, uh, you know, that's debatable. Uh, I guess Chung Ho Gang was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he had, four, he hit 40 homers the year before he left. And then we had also Byung-ho Park, who signed with the Minnesota Twins, uh, also coming out of the Heroes organization. He had two 50 homer seasons in the KBO. Uh, granted, you know, the ball was juiced back then, I guess. Uh, the <laughs> pitching wasn't the same. Uh, but, you know, if you hit 50 homers, you hit 50 homers. And he had two of them in the KBO coming out of, uh, coming to the posting and getting signed with the Twins. So, yeah, there are some good players back good players back then, a few years back. And also this year, we've got an outfielder named Sungbom Na. He played for the NC Dinos, the KBO champions this year. He's an, he's an outfielder slash DH. Uh, had a pretty devastating knee injury last year, uh, which kind of limited him to DH uh, this year. But right. he's, he's also a good hitter. So, uh, But Kim Ha-sung, yeah, he's definitely up there. And this year alone, the KBO, um, I think he was fifth or fourth in the MVP voting this year. Uh, so he's... Not counting, I guess, catchers. Uh, he's probably the best position player uh, among the Koreans in the KBO. And and that's defensively too. You say because he's an apparently just athletic, good defender. Yeah, he's a very good defender. Uh, he he's not the best defensive shortstop. Uh, I would think he's maybe you know out of ten regulars, he's probably third or fourth. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he he can make up for that with his bat. Yeah, that's that that. Okay, so let me ask: Who all got posted this year out of Korea? So you said the outfielder. You said uh, Kim. Yeah. Who else? Yeah, those two. Those two. Those are the only two that got posted because the Rangers just went Mm -hmm. out and signed Ari Hara out of Mm -hmm. uh, Japan, who they just signed. So the the agents, the the Rangers have a huge uh, Pacific Rim scouting department out there. They they cover all the KBO, the what is it, the the KBO, the NPB, and the in China. Uh, They 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 cover all of them, but. you know, and Korea, they've never been afraid to go get. Now, this would be the first time I think they brought someone out of Korea on posting, on, on doing on the posting, um, yep. if if they were to sign him. But uh, I've watched all kinds of videos of, of Kim. I'm a big fan. Now, let me ask you this: going forward, um, coming, who's the name that we don't know that's probably looking? Because it is it like the is is it like uh, Japan where they have to play so many years before they're able to be posted? Who's the next big name that's going to be? Is it a pitcher? Is it a, a position player that maybe next year, or the year after you see, that's going to be a big name to watch? Yeah. So in the KBO, you have to put in seven full seasons. Okay. Um, so obviously, if you're hurt, if you miss a whole bunch of time, 
then it doesn't count towards your service time. So you have to put in seven full years. Uh, this year we've got we've got Kim and Na I mentioned the outfielder from the NC Dinos. Right uh, down the road, uh, you know, there's a left-handed pitcher uh, named uh, Chang Mo Ku, also pitching for the NC Dinos. Uh, he's a lefty. Uh, he's about 22 years old. Uh, he doesn't have the service time yet, so he needs to wait a few more years. Uh, he was, uh, I think, something like nine and zero, ERA below 1.5 before he got you know, before they shut him down with some uh, forearm issues this year. Uh, but he was dynamic uh, to start the season. He was probably the best pitcher in the KBO, and his team's games were on ESPN quite a bit. So they developed a huge following in the U.S. I followed him. Became- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Ku became sort of a, a cult hero over in the U.S. because he's a lefty who throws a splitter. Uh, he throws relatively hard in the KBO. Um, so he came back in time for the postseason, but he missed a whole bunch of whole chunk of the second half of the regular season. But if he gets in enough enough uh, service time before he gets too old, uh, he might be drawing some interest. I think obviously, you know, lefty who throws ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, uh, you know, can be for any team. Um, one other. Uh, I want to say an infielder. He was a catcher, a pitcher in high school. He played everywhere in pro. Pro Katie was uh, Peko Kong. He's a first baseman now. He's not much of a defender, but he's got a you know pretty aggressive, powerful swing from his uh, relatively small stature. He's for a lot of power. Uh, this year, he was one of maybe I think four or five players with 300 batting average, 400 on base, and 500 slugging. Holy so cow! He's only what 21, 22. Um, so I think he's one guy to maybe keep an eye on going forward. Okay. So now I've got to ask you about KBO in general. So, so there's 10 teams, is that right? Mm-hmm. 10 teams yeah. in the KBO. I want to know about the whole system. Do they have minor leagues in the KBO? Yeah. We, it's called the futures league. Okay. So they're all, they're all uh, affiliated with the teams. So every, every, each of the 10 teams has their own uh, futures league affiliation. Is it just one team usually? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. they have their... 25 staff or major leagues, uh, 25 uh, players. And how many are on down? Do they keep below about 25? Uh, uh, it's got to be more. Uh, there's also sort of, sort of, uh, you know, kind of the third tier teams, the training squad. Uh, they don't play official games, but uh, they keep some of their younger prospects down there. So the minor league systems are a lot bigger than the KBO proper. Okay. So, it, and, and, okay. And so now do you go out to cover any of those also and go cover minor leagues? Minor leagues? No, no. You're all major me. league. <laughs> yeah. So let me I'm ask you, shot, so. so so does the KBO have a draft? Oh yeah. Yeah. We have uh, actually two separate rounds of draft. We've got uh, one round of territorial draft. Uh, they're going to get rid of it in a, in a few years. They're trying to get rid of it in a few years. So ter- uh, territorial draft, uh, each team gets one pick. Uh, from high schools or universities within their regions. Okay. Uh, so there's so a lot of the top guys go go in that draft. Okay. And then, sort of the more American style, snake style draft that takes place a little later in the year. So okay. we have two separate uh, draft. Okay. Yeah. And so, God, it's fa- I, you know what? I need to come over there. I, I would love to. I want to go watch baseball in Asia. I would love to come out and watch KBO. It was you gotta so- you gotta come watch with the fans in it. Yes, like that's yeah. I've heard it because you know CJ CJ yeah. Nikowski is our mm-hmm. is our one of our color on analyst, and yeah. I, I talked to CJ a lot. He played both in Korea and Japan, 
And he said, mm-hmm. it's unreal. It's unbelievable. The, the difference, the fans are so into it, the noise, like, a, you know, when it's like when we see soccer or football overseas and, and mm-hmm. the, just the fans going crazy. Fans go crazy here in America, but not like that. I mean, that is some loud stuff you're listening to when you're watching it on TV. And now this year with no fans, that was not it. But I've seen the videos, especially the older videos of Kim from a couple of years ago. The, the, stand, the fans are just going crazy in the stands. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's from the first pitch to the final out. Uh, you're going to see fans actually staying, staying put even when their team is getting blown, blown out. Like, you know, oh, yeah. the fans are going to be there singing the songs and doing the dances when their team's down by like eight runs in the ninth inning. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff over here. Now on that. So for the for the KBO, there's 10 teams. You said three are there in Seoul. Um, how, mm-hmm. What's the farthest any team is that do you travel by air? Do they travel by train? How do they get to everywhere? No, they, they usually uh, take buses. Okay. Not even train. I don't think I, I think vast majority of the time they just take the buses at uh, the farthest. Um, from Seoul to, we've got a team called the Lotte Giants. Yeah. Uh, they're down south, kind of southeast. Um, they're kind of like the Seattle Mariners of MLB in terms of traveling because they, they cover the most distances. <laughs> uh, so about on a, on a good day, it's about maybe five-hour drive. Oh, that's not horrible. Yeah. But yeah. that's probably the longest, longest trip. Or um, maybe the Kia Tigers, they're in the city of Gwangju. They're kind of on the southwest coast. Uh, they're also kind of far south. Uh, on a good day from Seoul to the Tigers home, maybe four and a half hours, four hours drive. That's not horrible. So is that most yeah. of your travel? Are you driving to all the stadiums? Do you just take off and go? No, I take trains. If I have to, tra- have to travel, I have to, I take the exp- uh, express trains, like bullet train in Korea, a lot more efficient, uh, faster because the traffic is horrible in Korea. Yeah. And you can <laughs> do some, you can do some work while you're traveling too. Yeah. Well, I can watch baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I watch uh, a lot of the East Coast games because I watch a lot of Blue Jays games. Uh, it's on like in the morning hours, right? Yeah. Uh, like 7 a.m., 7 a. 8 a.m. Yeah, when I'm traveling I on the train, I watch a lot of baseball, a lot of sports, hockey, basketball, baseball, whatever's on. So. Okay, so before I get in, I wanted to ask you a couple of things about, first of all, I, so I used to date a girl that, that whose mother was Korean. So I became a fan oh. of kimchi. And okay. are you a big fan of kimchi? Oh, we all are, I guess. Yeah, but but, <laughs> yeah. but it, it and I have to. My wife, my wife now loves it too. But uh, I remember that she wouldn't. Her mother made it. And she wouldn't eat it because of the smell. And I was like, "You got to get past that. This is some tasty mm-hmm. stuff." But kimchi, explain it. It's a it's a cabbage that they. It's like, do they spoil it? I don't know what they do. It is. Is great. it ferment? Is for, is fermented? Yes. So you kind of you know, it's cabbage. You mix it with uh, you know uh, hot pepper paste and. Uh, powder and all bunch of other ingredients and you kind of oh, i guess ferment it for a few days and yeah it's it's, it's very complicated actually <laughs> and <laughs> now, there's a whole bunch of uh, the whole like there's you know 10 dozens of different types of kimchi that are available i've never found one i didn't like that's for sure now let me yeah. ask you about american food now is there american food that you love to, to have and and when you come here or yeah you know i i'm not a i'm not a very picky eater so i love everything <laughs> Uh, whether it's Korean, American, or Canadian, or Mexican, yeah, uh, uh, you know we can get some Tex-Mex in Korea now too. So you can uh, get Tex-Mex. Love, oh yeah, I love Mexican food. Uh, a lot of the foreign players like Mexican food in Korea for some reason. I yeah, guess it, it gives them a little bit of taste of home, at least close to it. So 
So unlike so unlike it is where a, a, a Korean player has to be posted, any free agent mm-hmm. in America can just talk with a KBO team because we see a few. Yeah. Adrian Sampson came over and pitched. Uh, he was with the Rangers right. when I was in the clubhouse, yeah. so I got to know Adrian. Mm-hmm. He pitched last year in Korea. Didn't have a great year, but he didn't no. have the greatest year yeah. in Texas either. So, uh, but really sweet guy, really nice guy. But so he just free agency, right? He just can talk to anybody and sign and go, right? It's no, there's yeah. no posting or anything like that. No. Well, same for the KBO. We've got one free agent pitcher in the KBO who's trying to go to overseas, trying to go to majors. Uh, Kia Tigers lefty, Hyunjung Yang. He was posted a few years back. Uh, we didn't find out who won the bidding at the time. Uh, rumor has it they was the Rangers. Uh, they, they won the bidding. Uh, but he didn't like the amount of the bidding. He, he didn't, you know, take the uh, take the offer, so it ended up being nothing. But now he's a free agent. Uh, so if you pitch seven, if you play seven years, you're eligible to be posted. If you put in nine years, uh, you're a free agent in the KBO. Uh, so he can. He's a free agent. I don't know if he's drawing a lot of interest. He's over thirty now. Uh, he had a he had a kind of down year in 2020. So. He's probably not drawing a lot of interest from other teams, but uh, we'll see what happens with him. But coming, yeah, coming from the AL um, America to Korea, uh, yeah, we, we're seeing better players now. I think coming over to Korea compared to the past, we're seeing guys coming straight off forty-man roster or twenty-five-man roster yeah. to to Korea. Uh, you mentioned Adrian Sampson, uh, his teammate Dan Straley. Uh, you know, this guy was—I I think he won like fifteen games one year with the Reds, right? Yeah. He came over in Korea. He dominated last year. Uh, Aaron Brooks, he came over here, dominated in KBO first year. Uh, Daniel Mangdon, his uh, former Oakland teammate, he just signed on Christmas Day with uh, the same KBO team, the Kia Tigers. So you get a lot of guys who are just fresh off MLB straight to the KBO, trying to reinvent themselves a little bit maybe and hoping to go back to the majors, uh, following the footsteps of guys like Eric Thames um, or Josh Lindblom. Yeah. A couple of former KBO MVPs who went back to the MLB and had a kind of mixed results, but you know, they kind of settled in, I think, with the MLB clubs. Well, they made they probably made a lot more money than staying oh, in the yeah. minor leagues that by coming over and playing in in because oh, I've yeah. seen the salaries with and it's like these guys, no wonder he signed. Uh in fact, Samson wasn't off the 40 man roster when he signed. Not yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, now he might have get gotten designated here before that, but he took off and signed pretty pretty immediately, went over there. Um, so it, it, this is fascinating to me. I, I, I'm, I'm a baseball nut and a baseball nerd. I just love it all together. L- talking to you when I, when I found you on there, in fact, I was Google, I'm Googling every day trying to find out new news and somehow found you. And I was like, this guy right here, what, what gee, who I've started, I've picked you up today, followed you, reached out to you, reached right back. Now I'm going to be watching everything you post and see what's going on and start reading your stuff. (laughs) We're going to get this podcast out there too and get everyone to listen to it. Uh, Look, we're going to wind this thing down. We've gone almost 40 minutes. We've talked all about the KBO. Uh, If you had to make a prediction, do you have one where you think Kim ends up? Oh, boy. Um, Look, I I think the Rangers are a great great fit. Um, And I've you know, some of my sources have mentioned the Mets. Yep. Uh, I've heard that uh, too. Yeah. Blue Jays, I'm, I don't know. Honestly, I'm such a big fan of the team. Uh, You'd love to see the Blue know. Jays get him. And boy, that team's so young and good. If he got on that yeah, team, they would, they I, would I just don't, be. I don't, I don't know if there's a fit, to be honest. I don't know if getting a middle infielder is their pressing need at the moment. Because I know the Jays are going after George Springer. Yes. Uh, the center fielder. Uh, or maybe another starting pitcher. Uh could be Trevor Bauer, could be somebody else, but 
I, I don't know if getting an infielder uh, is the need at, at this offseason. So the Blue Jays, I don't, I'm not so sure. But uh, I think the Rangers, the Mets, you mentioned the Cardinals. Uh, they already also have a Korean player on their, in their roster and their rotation. So uh, yeah, that helps. Yeah. That would help. That's somebody that could talk to him, you know, right away. That have a teammate to mm -hmm. talk to. And it, it, I, look, I want him really bad, but there there are some options out there. Um, I think he'll. He's. They're saying they they think it's going to be five years, somewhere around fifty, sixty million. Uh, some of the stuff I've heard. Um, I, that's not a lot of money to me for a guy, even if he's not what his KBO numbers are. It's still a great fit. In my opinion, that's my opinion. No one listens to me. That's why I'm, you know, John Daniels in the front office doesn't listen to me, or I wish they would. <laughs> listen, this is Jiho Yu. I said that right? There you go. Jiho Yu yeah. from, uh, he's from Yonhap News in, in Korea, coming on here to talk KBO. Jiho, I can't, I can't thank you enough for coming on. We're going to do this again after he signs. Maybe we'll come on. We'll talk about it. What did you think he'll do here? Maybe this year, if he, especially if he's with the Rangers uh, at all, we'll come on and get you to do it a couple of times. If you come to town, for sure, we'll, we'll, we'll get together. I appreciate you coming on, Jiho. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. That's Jiho Yu from, from Korea, all the way from Korea. It's about 1 o'clock there. We're going to sign this thing off, and like I say at the end of every one of these episodes, and anything I write, nerd out.